I think you and I, we view it as an opportunity to come alongside our patient. I think the difference that I'm really thankful for in the functional medicine model is that, you know, we actually get the time to figure out what is going on, ask the why question, and then dig really deep. I'm Dr. Seth Osgood, the founder of Grassroots Functional Medicine. After struggling for years with chronic health issues that traditional medicine and pharmaceuticals could not resolve, I finally found relief in true healing with a functional medicine approach. Since then, I've dedicated my life to helping patients around the world transform their health by getting to the root cause of symptoms and restoring their body's natural ability to heal. This experience has shown me that a true state of wellness often requires an integrated approach that brings in multiple disciplines and modalities. In this podcast, I will interview experts across the wellness spectrum to educate and empower you on the tools available to reclaim your health. If you're struggling with health challenges and you're not getting the answers or the results you feel you deserve, or you simply want to optimize your health and take a proactive approach to wellness, this podcast is for you. And if you like the show and find it helpful, please be sure to tell a friend, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. Today we are kicking off the podcast with an amazing episode where I am interviewing my close friend and colleague, Taylor Dukes, as we dive into the big question, what is functional medicine? Taylor Dukes is a family nurse practitioner and has been working in functional medicine for over nine years. She owns a private practice and wellness center in Fort Worth, Texas called Restore and Revive. Taylor's passion is not only helping sick people heal, but also helping health conscious people take their health to the next level. If you're wondering what is functional medicine or can functional medicine help me on my health journey, you need to listen to this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let's dive in. Hey, Taylor, welcome to the Grassroots Functional Medicine Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on as a guest. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. Absolutely. Well, today's topic is a really exciting topic, and I think it's going to hit home for a lot of people and really bring some clarity to the realm of functional medicine. For those of you who don't know Taylor or myself, we have gone back uh, many years. We worked together, actually, I don't know, what, what year was it where we started working together in the ICU, Taylor? That must have been like, like 2012 or 13. 2012, 13. And then we worked together at Austin Older Health, uh, Amy Myers Clinic in Austin. And we've just been close friends and colleagues ever since. And Taylor's doing some amazing work down in Texas, and she's going to bring a lot of insight to the field of functional medicine. And the whole purpose of today's talk is really just to explain what functional medicine is, who it could help, and really why it's different from the conventional approach. So Taylor, do you mind just giving us a little bit of a background on uh, how you got into the field of functional medicine? That would be helpful. Sure. So I never grew up being like, I'm going to be this natural functional medicine provider. I didn't even know actually what the term functional medicine went or was even going through nursing school. So I just went to TCU nursing school, kind of like you. I was an adrenaline junkie, liked the trauma ICU, which is where, like you said, we met. And that's just what I thought I wanted to do. It wasn't until I got really, really sick. I did some work abroad, some medical mission work in Africa and Ecuador and my health just almost seemed to rapidly decline. It was a series of a couple months, but it was like pretty sudden. And I was never the sick kid growing up. I mean, I was never on medications, never even really had strep throat or ear infections. 
And so I found myself going from specialist to specialist, doctor, and I was so convicted because here I am like a nurse in the medical field. My job is to advocate for my patients. And I was lost in the medical field trying to advocate for myself. Yeah, I was getting procedures, invasive procedures, put on prescriptions. And finally, I just felt like, okay, something else is going on. And I don't know what it is. And my parents sought out a functional medicine provider, actually Dr. Ann Shippey in Austin. I thought it was crazy until obviously it changed my life and then the trajectory of my career. So it was me getting sick to realize that there's a whole nother field out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's a very similar story to mine. And uh, it's just amazing, right? You go through all of this education and all of this training and you get to the point where you're helpless and you can't find any answers. And then boom, you know, I'm a firm believer that the Lord shows us a way and, you know, and, and functional medicine, you know, popped into my life. Sounds like it popped into your life. And, it, and it's a game changer for a lot of people. You know, and as you mentioned, you worked in the ICU and I remember those days and I loved working in the ICU. Like you said, the adrenaline, the, uh, just the, the pace, it was a lot of fun and in the ICU is a great place and helps a lot of people. There's no doubt about it. But what was frustrating to me too, is just seeing how a lot of the people that are in the ICU, you know, essentially knocking on death's door in a very critical shape have, are there for reasons that are completely preventable. And it's just, that's where we need to focus. We need to start thinking about why these things are happening and how do we intervene sooner so we don't get into those uh, scenarios. But can you give us a little bit of a breakdown on what, what the difference is between conventional medicine and functional medicine? A lot of people haven't even heard of this term functional medicine, or they may think that it's just woo-woo, woo-woo medicine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Yes. So like you actually just alluded to as well, I think there's a time and place for that, that medical model as far as like interventions and emergency medicine and things like that. I think the biggest thing for me when I try to explain conventional and functional medicine is that the conventional model, traditional model, what we're used to is the pill for the ill type model. Okay. You have a headache. Okay. Here's a prescription for it. Okay. You have recurrent allergies. Here's an allergy med versus the functional medicine model is more about, Hey, asking the why, why are you having these symptoms? What could be triggering your headache? You know, is it hormone imbalance? Is it magnesium deficiency? Is it a chemical that's triggering these headaches? And so I think the biggest difference is that functional medicine is all about getting to the root cause, asking the question, why, you know, in our conventional medicine, a lot of people ask me like, do you, can you just like not stand all the doctors in the world? And I'm like, you know, I really can't fault them because I've been through the, tr the same training and the same, you know, schooling. And we're just not taught that, you know? So I think for you and I, we've sought out a functional medicine approach. We have families, we care about their health. We have our own personal stories. We've seen the benefits of functional medicine. And when you know better, you do better. But with the conventional model, we're just taught to look at symptoms and let's get rid of them. And a lot of times, I think symptoms are our body's way of talking to us. And they're a blessing because when we can listen to them and press into them, that's when we can actually do something about it versus just suppressing with the pill. Absolutely. I know. I love that how you said the, the why piece, right? Because that, that's, that's so important. I think, think that gets overlooked a lot in the conventional world. And it's not that conventional medicine is uh, has you know is bad by any means. There is an absolute time and an absolute place for conventional medicine, and we've seen the beauty of it working in that setting. Like I always tell patients, you know, if you are having if you have an acute illness or if you have a severe infection, you need to be in the hospital. If you're having a heart attack, you need to be in the cath lab. If you get hit by a bus, you need to be in the ER. There is no better place on earth to receive care than a, uh, than a hospital with our, with our acute care model in those situations. But when you're dealing with 
chronic issues or you're trying to prevent issues altogether, that's where functional medicine really shines. So another piece I'd I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about is what's the difference in seeing a functional medicine practitioner versus a conventional medicine practitioner from a time standpoint. We know that in conventional medicine, a lot of these appointments are 5, 10, 15 minutes long at max. Is that the same with functional medicine? No, I guess it's going to depend on the practitioner, but I know that you and I and a lot of our colleagues, we do longer visits. The visits are an hour to an hour and a half because you can't, you're, I, we feel like our hands are tied if we're trying to take their entire health history, get to the root cause, order lab testing within a 15 to 30 minute visit. And so that's a really big difference with functional medicine is that we actually get the time, you know, we're digging really, really deep into people's health histories, like probably parts where they're like, no one's ever asked me about my mother's pregnancy, you know, <laughs> but I also think it's a partnership and I think you and I, we view it as an opportunity to come alongside our patients. You know, yes, we have the experience and the education and and we are experts in this field, but we also come alongside our patients. And I think the difference that I'm really thankful for in the functional medicine model is that, you know, we actually get the time to figure out what is going on, ask the why question, and then dig really deep. Absolutely. I love that you just said partnership. And I think that is a key differentiating factor because it's not about us just telling people what to do and they're doing it. We need to work together. You know, I had, I was talking to somebody on the phone yesterday on a discovery call and they were asking about, you know, you know, what are the success rates? What are the chances of results? And, and I kind of pushed that back on them. And I said, well, really it, it's not as much based on me as it is based on you. You know, it really requires hard work and dedication on your end. And we're there to guide you and give you resources and help you put this information together. So it really is a partnership to get the best results. And I I feel like sometimes people in the conventional world just feel like they're a number. They feel like they're on assembly line. You know, there's no connection. There's no relationship. And that's something that functional medicine, in functional medicine, we really strive to achieve. And that's what makes it so, you know, fun to come to work every day and do that and, and build those relationships. So that's awesome. I appreciate you saying that. Tell me a little bit about, you mentioned the story, you know, why does that matter? Why does the story matter? Do you get a lot of information out of that? Or is it just to take up time? You know, what, what, what's from the story that you're, you're gathering? Because you're spending some time diving into that story, right? Yeah. And we're talking about the patient's story. Like when they come and tell yes. their story, you know, and we obviously have questions and forms and I'm, we have guided formats to help guide us, but it really is it, what I always tell my patients. I'm like, this is not your typical provider's office. This is a conversation. And I want you to share your story. If thoughts come to mind, you know, things that you might, I think the biggest thing that I realize when people tell their story is they share things that they think are totally insignificant or we're like, hey, tell me about that time when you were hospitalized back in 2012. And they're like, oh yeah, I was like, you know, they, they think that it's just irrelevant. And then it prompts us and we're like, no, we need to talk about that. And I think if you were with a conventional provider, there's no way in heck you would have time to go back and talk about those things that could be significant. I think their story matters because shy of getting an accident, you know, like a traumatic accident, our health doesn't decline overnight. We've talked a lot about the bucket analogy. It's drops in the bucket over time. And then one day the bucket tips over. And so what we do is we go back and we look at those drops. Like, okay, you were a C-section baby. You were a preemie. You constantly had ear infections. You had tubes. Then you had strep throat. So we can see from the get-go that their microbiome is going to be at a deficit. And so I think that all those little details that seem insignificant to people, they really tell a story to us. 
and kind of help lead and guide us to dig a little bit deeper. And then of course, like we get into questions like, what is your diet like? You know, what is your lifestyle like? Are you sleeping? How do you manage stress? As well as the medical aspect, you know, what are, are you using toxins in your home that could be hindering your health or your hormones? And so I think that that time and listening to their story allows us to just kind of see the whole picture and, and make connections. You know, we're not, we do a lot of GI work. We do a lot of hormone work, but we're not an endocrinologist. We're not a GI specialist. There's times and places for them. And I'll refer out just like I know you do. But I think what we can also do is when we know the whole story, we can see the interconnected picture of all the body systems working together or where there is dysfunction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so neat to see, like, you know, people have all of these different symptoms, but when you start working on untangling that web, you know, and you're working in different sections, you'll see other secondary symptoms just go away. And it's just a testament to how connected the body is. And it's, it's just, it's neat. And that's what I, again, it's, it's so fascinating, the human body and how we were created just to see how everything works in tandem with each other. But unfortunately in our conventional world, everything gets separated, right? You go to your gastroenterologist, you go to, for your, your stomach pain, you go to your, en, you know, endocrinologist for your diabetes, you go to your neurologist for your headaches, you go to your gynecologist for your cycles, you know, no, everybody is sending you in a different direction. Nobody's putting all of those pieces together. And again, all, uh, although those, those practitioners and those specialties are necessary and ha- play an amazing role uh, in the medical world, s- at some point we need to be looking at everything as one whole unit, you know, and, and how all these pieces fit together. So I appreciate you t- talking a little bit about that. Do you mind giving us a little bit of a breakdown? So if just, I think it would help people to understand what a functional approach looks like. So if you were, if I was to come into your office and I know everybody's a little bit different in how they practice, but if I was to come into your office with a specific complaint, like, you know, say abdominal pain, what would it look like walking through the steps of working with you as a functional medicine practitioner? Sure. That's a great question. I think there's a lot of misconceptions, you know, like, Oh, just go stand in the grass or go do this or eat, drink your kale smoothie. Like, yeah, grounding's great. Greens are good. But I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what that process looks like. And so that's just a great question. I'd love to break it down. I, you know, so what, if it was a new patient, they're filling out a really detailed medical history questionnaire, a food diary, a symptom questionnaire. And if it's abdominal pain, right? Like, is it because of bloating? Is it true, like inner abdominal discomfort? Is it, you know, reflux type pain? So, you know, we're also defining what does abdominal pain mean? And then throughout the time, like we had just alluded to, you know, we meet for a really long time, uncover all the pieces of the puzzle. And then really, I think the thing that sets us apart is the functional medicine lab testing. And I can just give a perfect example because I see gut stuff all the time. And this was a part of my story. I've worked with people that have gone to the GI doctor, have done the colonoscopy, have done the endoscopy, and let's give constipation, for example, you know, abdominal pain and constipation. So they've gone to the GI doctor, they've ruled out everything, which is very, very important, especially when it comes to irritable bowel disease. Like sometimes we need to know if we're working with Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, but basically it's like they have constipation, bloating, They've gotten no relief. They've been told that diet will not affect it. And then they can take laxatives or fiber or Linzess, which is a prescription for IBS. And the thing that sets it apart is how I look at this is I'm like, okay, are you chewing your food? What is your diet like? What are your habits like? And then even further is, you know, doing a stool test. So we can see, and I actually find patients, I don't know if this is the same with you, but when patients go the whole GI route and they have no answers and then they find us and they're desperate, 
they've actually had a stool sample. And it all it says is no ova and parasite. Exactly. That's what I was going to ask you is how is that different from what you're going to get at the GI? Because so many people do that. They're like, oh, I already had a stool sample and it was normal. So what just on that note, not to interrupt you, but what, what does your stool sample look at like? Like that, because I think that's important. Exactly. Yeah. So the functional medicine lab testing, it's going to show, you know, the stool test that we use, they're really, really, really reputable companies. And it's a whole comprehensive profile. So we're seeing any underlying infections, parasites, bacteria imbalances, good or bad, fungal overgrowth. We're actually seeing how they're digesting. So are they digesting fats well? Do they need help? Like, is there a last day's low, which is a pancreatic enzyme marker? You know, is there inflammation? And so we're actually looking at like, there's not one stool test I've ever done where there's not an intervention, especially someone with gut issues. I think the thing when people, so we do the whole stool testing and we put them on a personalized protocol. I can't tell you how often, and the gut can take a long time to heal, right? It's a process. And usually we're repairing years of things that have accumulated, but people are like, I'm going to the bathroom for the first time in my life in 20 years, you know, or I don't have to unbutton my jeans every dinner. And so it's just, it's so rewarding that we, when we have these tools and we know the whole story and when we use our expertise and knowledge, I mean, the way that it affects people is just profound. And that's just the gut, right? That doesn't affect the, the neurotransmitter aspect, the mental health aspect that can come from healing the gut. Sleeping, you know, there's so many things that are affected when you heal the gut. It's awesome. No, I, I, I just, I have a lot of fun with the testing, honestly. I mean, just going, seeing someone who's been struggling for years, you know, been from doctor to doctor to doctor, been told that it's in their head or that it's just, you know, part of getting older, or, you know, they just have these blanket diagnoses like IBS, where there's no really cause associated with it. And then being able to uncover that there really is issues, you know, just validates to patients that they're, they're not crazy, right? That there, there is legitimate problems. We just weren't looking in the right places. And that's what's so unique about the functional testing is it really gives clarity on the problem. Uh, and so many people are, I feel, are just out there guessing, right? They're taking millions of supplements. They're seeing all sorts of different practitioners. They're reading online. They're Googling. They're just desperate. And, you know, in the testing is what clears a lot of that up and gives us as practitioners a clear path moving forward on how we need to treat them. So uh, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I love it. And, and I people. love it. I get so excited <laughs> when I get lab tests in because I'm like, this poor woman's been struggling for 10 years and I have an answer, you know, like, right, it's, right. We, I mean, it's just, it's, it's exciting. And I know you're a big fan of test don't guess, because even though we might have instincts, because we've seen so like, we could have our own case studies, right? Right. I'm like, you know what? I think that this is going to be fungal overgrowth with maybe some digestive issues but, but it also is helpful that even though we think that and we may expect that, we can also verify and confirm. And then when the patient sees it on paper, I find that people are so motivated and willing because they're like, this is exactly what I'm doing. I'll do any protocol you tell me because I know what we're working with. Absolutely. And the testing, not only, you know, we want people obviously to feel better, that's a priority, but what's nice about the testing too is verifying that the problem has improved. So, you know, we test, we figure out what the problem is, we treat it, and then we want to retest to see where where everything is at. And I think that's so important. And there's, there's just so many different tests that can be done depending on the situation, but it's a lot of fun. So on that note, uh, I wanted to go back a little bit. You mentioned nutrition, and I think that is something that's important to discuss a little bit because that's a big part of what we do as functional medicine practitioners. It's not everything by all means, but it's a big chunk. And I remember, you know, in, in the conventional world doing my rounds with cardiology, I still remember one time I was, I was following cardiologists around 
and I know this is not everybody, all cardiologists, but a patient had high cholesterol and the and so he was recommended to get on a medication and uh, the the patient said, "Hey, well, can I just change my diet?" And the the cardiologist said, "No, diet doesn't matter. You need to be on this medication." And but at the same time, I feel like a lot of patients are told that with a variety of different conditions and diseases that nutrition doesn't matter. So I'm going to push that question to you, Taylor. Does diet really matter? 100% it is a huge part of what you and I do. It's a huge part of what affected my life and my journey. And I think also too, like something to note that's really important is that people will say, well, I've always eaten these foods, you know? So how is that really going to change? Cause I was healthy and it's chronic inflammation over time that is affected by our diet. And, you know, I think I even find people, Seth, and I'm sure you the same is that so many people will pay all the money to work with providers, take all the supplements but diet is lacking. And it's just one of those things. It's like, you could do all the meditation in the world. You could take all the expensive supplements, but if you don't correct your diet, so many things will not fall into place. And, you know, just from a nutrient and mineral and antioxidant standpoint, food is medicine. You know, it has the ability to help heal us. Sometimes we need other interventions like supplements and other things, and sometimes prescriptions, but it is such a huge part of what we do. And I could never practice without talking to someone about their diet, because it is that big of a deal. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a foundational element, you know, and, and what's frustrating in school, you've been there. I mean, how much education in the conventional training did you get on nutrition? I mean, I had one class and we literally talked about the food pyramid, how many grains, how much milk. I mean, it's just like, I look back and you know what the sad thing to me, Seth, is that I know when we were in the ICU, a lot of our patients weren't eating but on the rare occasion where we did have people bring food in and you know they were able to eat for whatever reason, the food that we were feeding them, now that was years ago. I don't know if it's changed, but I'm just from a foundational standpoint of like, this person is so sick and look what we're feeding them. I know, I know. It was, it's sad looking back. And I remember in the beginning, you know, really not understanding that either. Cause I mean, again, we, we weren't, we weren't taught it. I mean, that's, that's the thing is it's, it's frustrating sometimes when you go to your, your practitioners and they're not talking about nutrition but you got to give them a little bit of a break because they're just not taught about the power of nutrition and food and how it influences a variety of aspects of health. You know, what we're taught is how to make a diagnosis and how to treat that diagnosis typically with a pharmaceutical or, you know, a surgical intervention. And this concept of nutrition is, is, is new for a lot of people. So we have to be using our resources appropriately. Like I said, you know, you got to have a specialist for certain things. You got to have a generalist for other things. And, you know, we're hoping that again, functional medicine can close the gap on a lot of these things, but nutrition is key. And it's amazing. I'm sure you've seen it. Just how many lives can literally be flipped upside down and how much suffering can be flipped upside down by some simple dietary changes. It literally blows my mind. And I think I know that. I know that to be true in my own personal life. We've seen it in so many patients, but it never ceases to amaze me, whether it's getting someone out of an autoimmune flare or whatever it might be. And I think also the thing too, that everything that you and I do is so customized, personalized, the whole bio-individuality approach that every person's different. And that's with nutrition, like generally speaking, you know, avoiding inflammatory foods, eliminating processed sugar, things like that. But I think the thing with functional medicine too, it's not this like one size fits all nutrition program. It's that we realize that everybody's genes, lifestyles, everything's different. You know, I work with some NFL players and they're performing at a really high capacity and their needs are going to be different than 
a stay at home mom who does Pilates three times a week, you know? And so really that takes, it's where we can help and say, Hey, you need to incorporate more amino acids, or let's actually get you digesting all these healthy foods that you're eating, you know, and some people do better on certain protocols, diets. And, but yeah, even with the nutrition aspect, it's like, there's never a one size fits all. Absolutely. I think, and I think that's, what's missing a lot of times. We're always waiting for the, that big study to come out, proving that interventions are going to be either good or bad. But at the same time, with research, as, as important as it is, we have to understand that you know, everybody's not going to react the same way. We, we have to take that individualized approach. And that's what I feel like from a research standpoint, needs to, we need to focus in on is how do we, we combine environment with genetics, with lifestyle factors? I mean, it's almost impossible. So that's where that, that individualized approach is, is absolutely key. So, well, tell me a little bit about if people are interested in functional medicine, I think it's important for them to understand that it, it's, it's not going to be the same uh, across the board. You know, there, there are going to be differences between practitioners. Would you agree about that? I mean, the function, just because they, people say they're functional medicine doesn't mean that you're going to receive the same level of care. So if someone's interested in, in a functional medicine approach, what advice would you give to them to make sure they are uh, you know, finding someone who is competent and is going to take good care of them? That's a great question. And it's a question that I find myself answering all the time when people are like, what's your job? I'm a functional medicine family nurse practitioner. And you know, what is functional medicine? And so we kind of covered you know, the difference between conventional and functional. But when it comes to providers, I, it really depends on what the person needs. I care more about experience and credibility and what kind of conditions someone works with more than I care about whether they're a nurse practitioner, whether they're an MD, DO. There's some great naturopaths practicing functional medicine. I think the most important thing or the questions to ask or look for is credibility, experience. You know, if you are someone that has Lyme disease, you need to go to someone who's like a Lyme illiterate functional medicine provider. And I think the other thing too, is that there, because a lot of us functional medicine providers do all encompassing, but we also have our, you know, our little specialties within that. But there's also, I think there's the term functional, integrative, holistic, and technically you and I could be classified under those. We just have done functional medicine training and I just identify with that. So I would say if you're looking for a functional medicine provider, look into experience you know, get testimonials, you know, don't just look at their website. Anybody can make a website look good, but look at testimonials, look at experience, look at conditions that they treat often. And then those success stories. And then something else is really important. Like Seth, I know you do thyroid prescriptions or bioidentical hormones. So if you are someone that knows that you have Hashimoto's and needs management of your thyroid medication, um, you know, you need someone to prescribe it and optimize your thyroid function you can't necessarily go to a naturopath because they don't have the ability to prescribe. So if prescription is important to you and which it can be helpful and necessary, even in functional medicine, we prescribe, then you're going to need to find someone that has a true medical license. That's a PA, MD, nurse practitioner, or DO to prescribe. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And, you know, and that's important. We didn't even talk about that, but uh, you, you know, prescriptions, sometimes we need to use them. You know, sometimes they're important, you know, especially with thyroid or hormones or, you know, whatever you're dealing with. It's not that functional medicine is anti-medication by any means. It's that we just don't, we don't want to use that as the end all and be all tool in the toolbox. You know, so yes, it's necessary sometimes, but our goal is always to minimize that need or get off, reduce that need completely if we're able to, but sometimes we still need to use them. And uh, you want to have someone who can use them if it's necessary. And then too, like, you know, Beck, you met what you mentioned on the naturopath. I know in Texas, things are a little bit different. 
like in here, certain naturopaths can prescribe. So you want to oh. you know really know your states and know your regulations and know who can do what because it's different. There's some nurse pract- you know nurse practitioners in some states are independent practice. You know, others they're not. Same with naturopaths. Sometimes they can prescribe. Sometimes they can't. Another good resource is the Institute for Functional Medicine. I think that you know a lot of people have received training or been to the conferences. I know we. Uh, I do miss going to those conferences <laughs> since COVID. Oh, it kills me. But yes, yeah, ifm.org is another good resource. I try to find people locally as well. But but you're right. I mean, everybody is unique. Everybody's got their own skill set. And I think it's also important to mention that, you know, as functional medicine practitioners, we're not trying to do everything, right? We, you know, we will pull in other resources. I know you have a wellness center uh, down in Texas, and you've got a whole team of people just like we do to help you get people well, because it's not a cowboy show, right? We're not out there to, to fix everybody, you know, with, with our only <laughs> skill set. You know, we want to get people well. That is our goal. So if we need to pull in other skill sets or other providers, then we absolutely will. And I think that's that's so important, you know. And again, it's not about based on ego. We want people to do well. And I know you want the same thing. Mm-hmm. The collaborative approach is super important, whether even whether it's like going to a counselor, right? Like we can work on all the nutrient levels. We can work on nutrition. We can work on resetting the circadian rhythm. But we also are saying, hey, we're not experts in the mental health field. Well, we know a lot about neurotransmitter production and stress and all those things, but you know, we refer out because we want the patient to have the best results. And sometimes that comes with a multidisciplinary team. You know, it might be like, hey, you know, why we're balancing your hormones, get some acupuncture and and referring to people that really have their specialties that are ultimately going to help our patient, you know, do better in the end. Absolutely. I love hearing about patients who go to other practitioners doing other alternative therapies and listening to their success stories. It, it, It teaches me as a provider on what other, you know, modalities are available to help people get well. And I always say, as long as it's safe and effective, then why not give it a try? Because sometimes it, it surprises the heck out of you. For sure. And I think also one thing too, like my medical director here in Texas, you know, I have to have an overseeing physician with my license. One of the big things he asked me when we started, when he came over me was, okay, do you refer to specialists? And even sometimes I will collaborate with specialists because sometimes I don't have all the, the, you know, procedure or certain testing things, you know, whether it's invasive or if they need a colonoscopy, I don't have that in office. And so I know that you're really good about that as well, because we used to work together. I think sometimes people get the misconception that we just try to do everything natural. And sometimes that collaboration process does involve getting a specialist to make sure or rule out certain things. And so I don't know, I think that's just important that that part of the collaboration is referring out to other specialties when necessary. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, I mean, it, the science is a part, is what we do, right? This isn't just woo-woo med- medicine or magic. You know, we are, we, we're basing our, intervention, our interventions and our testing on science, but we're also combining clinical experience and uh, the latest research, which I think is important. I don't know what, is it, what's the average? Is it like 17 years or something before research to actually hit medical school or something crazy? I like mean, it it's so ever. delayed. It's like, People, that's what people say. Do you think the medical model is going to change? I think that we as a population, especially with what's going on lately, I think there's a more of a demand and a push. I don't know if it's trendy or if it's out of fear, but I think that people are starting to ask more questions and want that holistic approach or functional approach, integrative approach. But the problem is, is I really do think that there is going to be an over demand for providers like this and eventually an undersupply because our medical model, medical model in schools, they're just not teaching it. 
So it's going to take a while for research to be implemented, curriculums to change, and people's minds to be open, unless they seek out functional medicine training like you and I have done through IFM or A4M or things like that. Absolutely. I mean, I think the most important message is that people need to be their own advocates. You know, they need to do what makes sense to them. And that's what I love about a lot of functional stuff. It's just, it's really a lot of it's common sense. You know, it's, it's just supporting the body, giving it the fuel it needs to thrive and removing those triggers that cause problems to occur. And then when you do that, amazing things happen and it's a beautiful thing to watch. (laughs) Amen. So let's change gears a little bit, Taylor, and ask a question that I know comes to you and it comes to me and it's very common with what we do. And it's on the top of many people's minds. But why is it that a lot of functional medicine practitioners don't accept insurance? Here people are spending a lot of money every month on uh, insurance premiums and deductibles, yet they can't use this for functional medicine practices. Why is that? It's a great question. And we get it often. And honestly, I wish that we took insurance. I wish because I think insurance would save themselves a lot of money in the long term. But the answer to that is that because it's mainly the time constraint. You and I are set up as a functional medicine provider to truly get to the root cause of people's problems and health issues. Then we cannot do that within 15, maybe 30 minute increments. And when I say a 30 minute increment, that's like a specialist that's being generous with their time. And so with the insurance model, you have to see so many patients per day to be reimbursed, meet quota, things like that. And so with the functional medicine approach, our appointments are a lot longer. So, you know, we're only seeing four, six, I don't know, Seth, you're another level than I am. I don't know how many new patients you can see a day or follow-ups, but we're seeing a lot less patients, but we're spending the same amount of time in a clinic. But unfortunately, it's just our hands are tied if we're practicing the insurance model and doing the really short increment appointments. We just could never do what we're supposed to do in that amount of time. Absolutely. You know, and that's, it's so, you know, when the conventional world is very diagnosis centered, right? You see a patient, you listen to their symptoms real quick. You try to make a diagnosis as fast as you can and give them a treatment to get them out the door. And you're doing all that, like you said, in 10 to 15 minutes, 30, if you're lucky, but it doesn't take into account all of those extra things that you mentioned, the, the story and, you know, it, what they went through in childhood, what their lifestyle is like, what they're exposed to at home. And all of those things really do help us uncover uh, what's going on and help us to get the right testing or order the right testing to give us answers. And, you know, that's another thing to talk about is the testing, because a lot of people have to pay out of pocket for the testing. And the reason is, is because insurance doesn't want to cover the testing. Again, insurance is a business and uh, you know you can't fault them for that, but they're not going to pay for a test that they don't understand. They don't see the value in doing these tests that give us answers on your nutrition and your neurotransmitters and your gut health and you know chronic infections. They are looking for the bare minimum when it comes to ordering because they just, they don't want to pay for it. So it's, it's, it's frustrating. Like you said, I'm the same way. I wish we could accept insurance and keep our doors open. It's just not realistic. We, you know, we are more based on value. I think is important to remember rather than numbers. You know, we, we want to make sure that everybody is doing well and everybody is, is getting well and we're giving the tools, the resources and the information and the education to get to a better place. And unfortunately, with our current medical model, because of those time restraints, like you mentioned, because of the limitations and what they allow you to order, 
it's tough. It's tough to it's tough for anybody to practice in that setting. So hopefully, fingers crossed, things will change. Oh, I hope. I'm like, it, I hope and pray that it is the way of the future because it will. It's going to impact people's lives. They're not going to need as many medications. They're not going to need as many specialist visits. Like if insurance companies understood the value that this is evidence-based, there's research, they're going to save money. We're in the business of getting people healthy, not just covering up sickness. But I think what's also really important to note, what I've shared with people is that we talk about how providers in the conventional meal, it's the training, the lack of training, and it's the time. And those are two things that I feel like set them up for failure, not always failure, but when it comes to the chronic conditions. And so let's give the example of you or I that we have the functional medicine experience. We know the labs. We know the questions to ask. We, even if we were in a traditional insurance type model, having that experience, the time alone would hinder us from getting the results that we're capable of getting. And I also think it's so important that not just the time spent with the patient, but the time reviewing labs outside of appointments, the time prepping patients, like the amount of time that we spend studying a case we could never do that if we were going 15 minute visit off to the next room, off to the next room. I mean, we are digging deep. We are committed. We are invested in these people's health. And we just could never do that if we were having to like jump from room to room. Right. I mean, I, I, I do. I have a lot of respect for these practitioners. I remember working in private primary care when I first got out of school and literally 30 patients a day. It's, it's nearly impossible. You know, you can't, it's, you're not, like you said, you're not setting them up for success. And that's what's frustrating. And that's why people get burnt out. And I think that's why people get bumped around from specialist to specialist because they're like, hey, we don't have the time to figure this out. Why don't you go see this guy and see if, you know, see if they can help you. It's really frustrating. And then on the labs, you know, from a financial standpoint, I think it's important to know too, as practitioners who order a lot of lab work and in the lab work we do, you know, it's different. You know, we're, we're not only are we doing functional labs, but even with conventional labs, we're not looking at the, the traditional ranges that most practitioners are looking at. We don't want you to be normal, quote unquote. We want you to be optimal. So the, the, the labs we assess are much more comprehensive and the ranges we look at are much more narrow. But, but the cost, for a lot of people don't know this, for out-of-pocket testing is much less expensive than what it would be if you went through insurance. Now, I know for us, we do a very comprehensive panel. And I know, remember we did this at Amy's as well. We do a very comprehensive panel for our new patients and out of pocket, you know, it's probably around $400, you know, and, and we, I remember having patients do similar panels through insurance and they would get a bill for like, you know, six to $8,000. It was insane. So, you know, you just, yes, in some, some of the regular conventional labs, you can use insurance successfully, but you want to know your plan backward and forward to avoid getting some ridiculous bill. And, and a lot of times ask about cash pricing, pay, cash pricing, because you can save a lot of money too. For sure. And even us, it's like, we can ask people their deductibles. Some people don't know. And so rather than us ordering these labs, hoping they get covered with diagnosis codes, you know, we don't, we don't know their insurance, their specific plan, their deductible. And so even if we are super meticulous and add all the diagnosis codes that are appropriate within reason with the case, they could still get a thousand, you know, $2,000 bill. And it's just, I'm all for the cash pay. I think people don't realize it does get expensive, but when they realize what it would be and how deep we, you know, dive into labs and the amount of labs we do that they're actually saving a lot of money. And I mean, even more than money, it's like, we're getting answers to your health. You can't put a price on that. Right. Yeah, what's the value in that? Exactly. That, that's that's so important to recognize. And I think the other problem with the, the conventional model or insurance model too that people need to understand is you need to have that diagnosis code 
to get the test covered. So if we don't know what your problem is and we're looking for it, they're not wanting us to order the lab to help us find it because you don't have that code yet. So it's kind of backwards. And that's where a lot of people get pushback from their providers saying, hey, you know, like for thyroid, you know, for example, people want to do their antibody testing or they want to do a full thyroid panel. Well, the a lot of times practitioners are like, well, we're not going to order that because then we have to fight with the insurance companies to get them to cover it. So a panel that could cost $30, you know, gets not doesn't get done because, you know, insurance doesn't want to pay for it. So it's just, it's frustrating. And again, I think it gets back to that point of you have to be your own advocate and you have to recognize that there's nothing in the world more valuable than your health. And if you want to figure out answers, sometimes you have to reach outside of the box and do something a little bit different. Exactly. Awesome. Well, can you, I would love to hear, and I think our listeners would as well, just a patient story, maybe someone who came in to see you and to get your expertise and, you know, really what their journey looked like and uh, maybe some of the results they found through a functional medicine approach. That would be awesome. Yeah. So I think that's one of the coolest parts of our job, right? We get to change people's lives and we get, you know, it's a partnership. They're doing a lot of the work, but we're digging deep. And so celebrating those victories in people's lives and their marriage and their families, you know, it's such a, it's so rewarding. And I'm so thankful. Something I shared yesterday that's just on the forefront of my mind is that I had a patient that came to me. So she has been on backstory. She kind of was open to this functional medicine, whether it's through Trendy or blog, she found like non-toxic cleaning products. She's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, like I would, that just, I want to switch to that. She had done some like whole thirties, experimented with diet. So she was definitely open-minded. It wasn't like she had this huge lifestyle, but she was in the perfect place to come see me. But she had a lot of things going on that she always just deemed were normal. She had constipation. She went to the GI doctor. They actually gave her Linzess and she was like, it would cause diarrhea. So I stopped doing that. But she just kind of struggled with bloating, constipation. But her main issue was, hey, I'm 34. I want to start considering having kids. Me and my husband know that we probably won't be able to have kids because I've never had my period. She's always been on birth control to regulate things. And she said, but since I've gotten to this healthy lifestyle and done more research, I saw that, you know, you can help me with hormone testing and maybe I could get pregnant or maybe just get my period back. But she was scared to get off birth control. So I saw her last summer, we got her off. We did Dutch precision analytical hormone testing, corrected some things. There were a ton of imbalances. We healed her gut. You know, she's actually still in the process of the end part of her gut protocol. Got her going to the bathroom every day. In the process, it's like people don't even see us for seasonal allergies. Well, I mean, that'll come up, but that's not their main complaint. She's like, well, I haven't taken Zyrtec. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not going outside right now because, and I'm like, No, that's like part of changing your diet. You know, we did food sensitivity testing to see, you know, food sensitivity testing is valuable, but if they are reacting to foods, they have a gut or immune dysfunction. So we worked on that, got rid of inflammatory foods, you know, really just corrected a lot of her imbalances. She had tons of B vitamin deficiencies from birth control just for years being depleted. We got her period back last, I think it was October. And so I was like, start tracking your cycle. I know your goal is to get pregnant. Let's just put you on prenatals. Like you'd be surprised you could. And she's, I mean, she's part of it too, is like, we have to change the mindset. She's like, well, I mean, I'm probably not going to get my period or have kids. And I'm like, we can't even speak that over ourselves right now because some of it is I'm going to heal and I'm going to get better. And if I want kids, I'm going to prepare my body. Now you and I are not God. We cannot control all things, but we can give people the best chance of things happening, whether that's healing their gut, getting rid of joint pain. 
So I got a text message yesterday morning that she is pregnant. <laughs> oh, those are the best, aren't they? I love receiving those I messages. mean, she actually, because <laughs> normally my patients go through the portal, but she was like, I just have to share with Taylor. And she got my number through a friend. We had some mutual friends and she sent me a picture of the positive pregnancy test. And I like, I literally oh. want to cry. That's so cheesy. But I'm just like, I can't believe that God allows me to be a part of this. And it's not just me. It's the partnership. I mean, she made the dietary changes. We got her sleeping eight to nine hours a night. That was one of the things. She was sleeping five to six hours. I'm like, you know, you're constantly in overdrive and focused on her adrenals. And so while the goal was hormone balance and pregnancy, which happened, she's still very early on, but we're rejoicing and celebrating and I'm going to follow her closely. But I mean, it's just, it's still, it amazes me. And I think one of the coolest things about these patient success stories, and I have to remind myself, I know you too, is that like when I have someone that's migraines are gone, I'm tempted to go look at their plan and be like, what did we do again? Is this my migraine protocol? This is such a great result so quickly. Or what is my fertility protocol? But the reality is, is we have our go-tos. We have our common favorite supplements, lifestyle interventions, you know, referrals like acupuncture for fertility, but it's all personalized. It's all individualized. And so even though that helps someone with their migraines, it might be something completely different based off of testing, history, lifestyle. And so that was just a really recent win that was on the forefront of my mind. And I just, I mean, being a mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest joy I could ever participate in. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, congratulations. I know it's just, it is, it's so rewarding. And that not all, not every day is amazing, right? As a practitioner, you have good days and you have bad days and it's, it's a struggle. It's a journey for everybody, but those are the things that make it all worth it. And it's just so so rewarding and so revitalizing to have those cases coming into the mix. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, what I would love to have you share, I ask this at every podcast is, you know, one health tip that everybody can implement at home on their own to really just take their health to the next level. You know, I mean, of course, you know, we want people to see pract- functional medicine practitioners and to to really optimize their health and health and in as many ways as they can. But what is one tip that you would share with people to help them improve their state of wellness. I love this. I can't wait to listen to all your tips on your podcast. Really, I would say focus on free medicine. And what I mean by that is fresh air, sleep, get outside. So it's kind of multi-purposeful. I know a lot of tips in one, but it's just our basic things that we forget about of just sleep at night. Sometimes you need help, but get fresh air, get sunshine, have time with family and friends, meditate, pray. You know, it's all the things that are free that we kind of, when we're trying to do all these other things for our health and take all the supplements and do all these things, we kind of forget about those basics, like eating healthy and eating nourishing meals, being around other people, having that community and connection. But I will say with that, if you're doing all the things and you're still having issues, that's where you seek out a functional medicine provider to dig deeper with you and figure out, hey, I'm doing all these lifestyle things. I've taken the supplements. I've done the diets. I'm not making much headway. And that's when it's time to partner with a functional medicine provider to say, hey, let's take your health to the next level and see why you're not getting to that next level with your health. Awesome. And, and who can benefit from functional medicine? Who would you say would, would be a good candidate? Everyone. Awesome. <laughs> I really right. do mean that. I mean, there are people that people that have chronic conditions. If you're on a bunch of medications, autoimmune diseases, you know, if you if you feel like, man, I, I know that I can feel better. Of course, those people that have the chronic conditions that aren't making headway, but genuinely anyone, because you don't have to be sick to seek out this model. It's very, very proactive. And I find, and I know you probably find the same. I work with professional athletes. I work with people that are already healthy and functioning at a high capacity, whether they're a CEO a mom of four, a professional football player, 
but they actually don't know how good they can feel until they get on these personalized protocols. And they're like, wow, I didn't know I could wake up with energy and sleep eight hours at night, you know? So absolutely. And that's great. And I I love that the prevention is so key. And I think that's what's missing in our modern day medical practice. Or one of the things anyway, is we're not working at optimizing our health and we're, 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 we're reactive, right? We're waiting for something to be a problem and then we address it usually with drugs or with surgery. So we need to shift our mindset. We need to recognize the value of wellness and the value of health. Uh, you know, it kills me when we see these people who are worked so hard all their lives and then they're getting ready to retire and boom, now they're not able to do the things they've been planning on doing because their health is a problem, right? They're going from doctor visit to doctor visit. And it's just heartbreaking to see that. So we need, and even with all of these chronic diseases, whether that's, you know, autoimmunity or Alzheimer's or heart disease, a lot of, there's a lot of prevention that goes into that. And uh, if you have a family history or, you know, if you're having some symptoms that are red flags, you need to get on top of that sooner rather than later. And then it's not too late, even if you do have those diseases to optimize and improve your health. So thank you so much for sharing though. You have just given us some awesome information to think about. And for those of, of, of those people who are listening right now and they want to learn more about you and your practice, how would they find you? Well, my website is just Taylor Dukes Wellness. My wellness centers Restore and Revive in Fort Worth. And then on Instagram, I share a lot of just healthy recipes, healthy behind the scenes mom life, patient wins, things like that on Instagram. It's Taylor Dukes Wellness. And I follow you on Instagram and you do an awesome job with that. So keep up the good work at sharing those health tips. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. And I'll be sure to put your website and, uh, you know, your Instagram links in in the uh, show notes here so people can check it out. Thank you, Seth. All right. Well, have a great day and maybe we'll, we'll chat again soon. All right. You too. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. so much for listening guys to find more practical tips to improve your state of wellness don't forget to join us in the grassroots private facebook group just search grassroots community on facebook to join and if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you're looking for a comprehensive program to reclaim your health check out our adaptation programs at grassrootsfunctionalmedicine.com will help you uncover the root causes of dysfunction, create a structured plan of action, and hold you accountable with regular check-ins so you can get well and stay well in the years to come. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed day.